What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. <laughs> Thursday, final hour of ours. We'll hand the baton to Light the Tower coming up in one hour with Craig Way and the crew. Jeff Howe, of course. I, think, I don't think Jeff made it up to Dallas last night, did he, for the uh, Texas fight event? Texas, Texas. He was in San Antonio the night before. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll get a full report there, an update. Cameron Parker as well. Uh, saw this. You know, the NFL is just uh, never slows down. They're, they've found a way to keep this a 24-hour 365-day-a-year operation with the NFL draft, the combine, free agency. Now it's draft uh, schedule release. It is pretty remarkable, Buck, that this league, everybody knows who's on everybody's schedule. That's been known for months. But it's really the, 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 the primetime games and what, what, how this schedule will lay out chronologically. Um, but they somehow make it a story that everybody cares about, and we're talking about again this morning. But um, because we said that the first game will be Detroit and Kansas City. A lot of people are not surprising that Kansas City, the defending champs, will play the first game on a Thursday night, September 7th. But they're hosting the Detroit Lions out of the NFC North. Yeah, maybe one of the most interesting teams, you know, coming one of the this most, year. One of, certainly one of the more interesting coaches with Crazy Dan Campbell, who you once recruited. I recruited that dude. I, went, I was at dinner at his house. His mom, he, Way out and there dad. in the country. Yeah. Did you wear boots? That recruiting I trip? did. Okay, good. I did. I was I was out there at FM six nineteen forty seven dash three, crossing that. <laughs> like there was no way that cattle guard. There I was mean, no I, way Dan Campbell wasn't going to Texas A and M, right? Oh I mean, no, he's Clifton. And he definitely Texas. wasn't after I left that place. <laughs> Glen Rose High School. Dude, that is way out. Way out. I just I still am still amazed that John McAvick. Not that I'm saying who should do what. But, you know, Bobby Jack Wright was on the staff with you. Bobby Jack Wright is a good old boy, a, a Texan. Yes. Who would have spoke the language of one Dan Campbell. What are you saying, Bucky? Bucky can't do that? No, He's I've done it He's a city guy from Boston. <laughs> I had to do that while I was here, yeah. I mean, I think if I'm sending... Everybody here is country, so, I mean, it just... But you but were... I just, but, I, but I had come from recruiting places like... Did you have a territory? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I came from places like when I was at Illinois. I mean, I recruited Chicago... Places. I mean, I was in the city. I was at Boston College. I was in the city. I would just say maybe Buck up in South Dallas. My man Bobby Jack Wright out in. I mean, I was at Dallas. I mean, I did Dallas Carter High School, but that was all in that same area up there. Now, when you were recruiting, you were assigned an area or or positions, or how did that go? It depends. It it depends. If if somebody from the area got a certain guy that was a running back, then I would get involved. I was. Okay. No, I was not the first one to go see Ricky Williams. Ooh. Steve Bernstein was the first one to go see Ricky. And he said, you got to see this kid. got to see this kid. I saw that film, and I said, okay, that's it. That's good. I'm there. I'm good. My turn to go to San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> 75 times. <laughs> a lot of uh, – hey, it's worth, it was worth the trips. I saw the film. I saw the film, film on Ricky. I didn't need to really. Well, and obviously Dan Campbell was a really good player at Texas A&M, drafted in the third round as a tight end. And I recruited Dusty Renfro. Thanks. He's a good player, linebacker. 
That's where you got that speed on defense. Well, I'll just say this. Those are, those are players that wanted to come to Texas. They would do anything they could to get to be a Texas football player. They weren't jumping in anybody's portal. For, I mean, if there was there, they, were, they weren't going anywhere. They loved this university. That was the Sam Ellinger effect. I mean, yeah. he, only, he only had one. I think he had maybe two other offers. But, I mean, a little story he did tell. I don't know if this was true. But his sophomore year, we were in the locker room one time after he got his Texas offer, and he said if Stanford would have offered him, he would take it. Who, yeah. Ellinger? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there are places. Why didn't Stanford offer him? I don't know. I guess yeah. they just thought he was such a hard commit. Well, I mean, he's such a Texas guy. and uh, I don't think I think he would have ended up at Texas either You know what's way, interesting but... about that is that, you know, Sam Ellinger was that, and, and Roshan Johnson, who we talked to recently, the same way. I mean, these guys, I mean, they all, I mean, just complete – I mean, Longhorn. I, I had to battle. I mean, guys like Mike Mike Adams from Arlington. I mean, he wanted to come to. He wanted to be a Texas Longhorn. He wanted those to be are the a guys wide you receiver. Want. Those are your first choices, and uh, yeah, they, that's my first. Well, choice. you know what's kind of cool about that is I think the national coverage of this and the the narrative is, is that Arch Manning won't be here long. People underestimate just how much Arch Manning likes the University of Texas and likes being here. Like that's been that's we've certainly covered it, and obviously anybody can change their mind. But you know when 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 I mean, he, he's got good buddies here. He loved coming back here and hanging out in Austin. He likes this university, and that's a good thing, right? He had a, he could have gone anywhere in the country, Alabama, Georgia. They wanted him, and he wanted to come here. And it wasn't just for Steve Sarkeesian, and we know now know it wasn't for a bag of NIL money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where he wanted to be, which goes a long way in this day and age. This is where I want to be, and it's going to take a lot to make me not want to be here. And so, yes, I mean, you've got Quinn yours who wanted to be a Longhorn, was committed to the Longhorns and then got south with Tom Herman and everything we know went on there with the whole recruiting class. Uh, things went sour, and he went to Ohio State, of course, and you know opted out of a year of high school. There's uh, so much more distractions for a kid now in recruiting. For I mean, sure. I well, mean, just so much. Well, that's the, and Steve Sarkeesian has said this, and he was actually asked this just recently here on this tour, that how'd you do, how were you so successful with the portal that you know the portal opened and closed and you only had a handful of you know down-the-depth chart kind of guys who moved on uh, what, what was your key? And he's, you know, he said, well, look, we, to your point, we recruit guys who want to be here first right. and foremost. Absolutely. Uh, we don't beg them to come. Uh, we, we want them to come, but you know, we, we want them to want to come to university. And you of take Texas good first. care of them when they're here. And then you build great relationships while they're here. And Sark talked about the development of those players and how they're real honest with them, that we, we have a development plan for them of here's where we really think you need to improve and get Absolutely. better. Absolutely. And, and not only that way, but growing up as young men, when they go back home, when these kids go back home and they go to, they're with the right coach and the, the university they want to be with, when they go back home that first time, their mom and dad can tell the difference in the kids. Just like you, I mean, when, you're, when your daughter goes off for the first time and she comes back, you can tell the difference in those kids. They're not kids anymore. No. You know? Well, and my daughters loved her experience at North Texas the whole time. I mean, it was her. Yeah. She chose that early on in the process as a school she wanted to go to. And, and, it's a major. They had a major that she wanted to go for, and she's moving that way. But yeah, that's it. That's right. She's never had any wavering of wanting to go somewhere else. When I first came here, it was so hard to recruit. It was because they had stopped going. Texas had actually stopped going to recruit certain areas and certain players because they, if if they gave you a phone call, you were supposed to say, "Oh, I'm going to go to Texas." So it was, it was almost like you stopped working at it. Just like, okay, we're Texas. You're coming, right? Well, and that and I mean, then you got there. Going, Wait the, a minute. You got there in the early '90s, so, but that wasn't that far removed from when, I mean, Daryl Royal recruited Absolutely. anybody he wanted, right? And that was 15 years earlier, but still, Daryl Royal and then Fred Akers, and what changed that? It's funny, kind of funny with the NIL times now, but it changed in the '80s when 
everybody started like really cheating, <laughs> like SMU, and, and we know the stories. And you know, Texas, part of the reason that people started to, to cheat was that Texas was getting all the good players for so long with Daryl Royal. Uh, and, then, and then, you know, not saying Texas wasn't ever a part of that. I'm saying that, that you, as you said, Buck, you saw it. The, 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 the school and the coaches just assumed if we call and offer you, you're coming. Yeah, that's it. You just you you're know, waiting on us. Yeah, we don't. We're not coming down right. here four times to see you. Well, that we, changed. We want you. That should be the landscape change. And SMU sure. started paying kids to come to their school and giving them cars and things. And not and, only are we we want you, we're going to pay you, right. and we're going to give you a little something, something to well, go. And, and look, fast forward thirty years, and here we are in NIL, where you can now legally do that, and it's uh, above the table. And isn't over it the, isn't it still illegal to like promise them NIL deals before they get on campus? Yes, so? yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, Technically, but but that definitely happens, right? Sure, sure. Uh, and that's where the NCAA is is completely limp on this whole thing. But at least now that it's legal, in, in, as long as you're following some rules and guidelines, uh, the the same things still apply. You want you want to recruit kids who want to come to your school. That's the first. That's the first thing. And then look, this in a real healthy way. If you look at it in a healthy thing, for, for players who, if you get here, like these kids that transferred after the spring for Texas, they weren't going to play. I mean, they just weren't going to play. They may still love this school. And, you know, this is why I was upset with Deion Sanders' approach at Colorado where he had guys in that locker room that wanted to be at Colorado. That was their, that's the place they wanted to be, and they were offered a scholarship and they were doing their best, and Deion still cut them loose. I think that's wrong, too, the other way. But, you know, you're going to have transfers. You're going to have guys leave. It's never been easier to do. But when you start to what you said, Buck, with the idea of, you know, this kid wants to be at the University of Texas, it's it, you know, and that's how you end up with a Roshan Johnson or Sam Ellinger. Absolutely. Or oh yeah, those dudes who who you know, bleed burnt orange. That's a good thing. They're not all going to be that way, but you try to find as many as you can. And I do think. And I was just before I was just before you know as a player at that time where they were actually running kids off. They would say, "Oh no, you got this injury. You probably not. That's it. We really." We're not. We're not giving that scholarship's not coming back for a second year. Mm-hmm. That that very seldom happens anymore. That's well, and we know that to your point. I mean, it still goes on, unfortunately. But uh, the, the 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 paying of players with SMU and then other schools following in the that, that was the demise of the Southwest Conference, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. was the downfall of the SWC, and that led to the formation of the Big Twelve when the University of Texas and Oklahoma combined and you know formed the Big Twelve Conference, which comes to an end. Really, this year, as far the conference will still exist, but as far as we know it, but um, you know, it's interesting how the more things change, the more they're still based in kind of the same thing, different for sure, but uh, still based in the idea of uh, of recruit kids that yeah, want to I be mean, on your yeah, campus. Yeah, well, there's no doubt it's just still the same because people have a lot of influences with with football players, basketball players, baseball players. There's it, it used to be mom and dad, and maybe an uncle, two or three. It is numerous people involved. In recruitment now, especially if you're a high caliber football player, I mean they just, and even if you're not that high caliber, everybody has a say in your career. I mean, because well, I, I used to always love the kid who would say, "I'm going to make the decision." I used to look at him and go, "I'm looking at the dad and the mom behind and the uncle and everybody. They're looking at me like, no, that dude ain't making this decision by himself. He thinks he's making that decision." Well, well is that all? Is that that's a good thing, though, right? Sure. Uh, like, yeah, you I always want, you want was. a kid that's going to take control of their own. You know, well, future, I always. Right? I, I mean, I didn't mind. I mean, mom and dad, I'm going to trust that. You know, they're in it for the good of their kid. They're Ty not, Hendu is not going to be denied going to Texas State and living on South in no, West Campus. I was, I, well, 
I was denied my, my I was supposed to go to Alabama, but <laughs> what? Wait, now, really? What? Yeah, I what signed a it? I signed a housing contract at Alabama out of high school, but what happened? The money, the money stopped, and that's an expensive school to go to. So out of state, roll tide. I went to Tech first, and then you, you know how it played out. I'm happy with my college. I made I made a, a, a lot of good friends, had a lot of good times, learned a lot, learned more out of school than I did in in class, but. So is that how you got the, your girl from the Southwest Conference? She's from the South SEC Conference. From the SEC. SEC. Ole Miss. Just made, made some connections with Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. That's for sure. From right. your Alabama days? Well, I never went. I was supposed to. I, I mean, I'm happy I didn't, though. Yeah, well, now here we are. Ties, wow. ties with us. And doing that a great guy. job. So uh, we're taking your buck-ons and buck-offs all morning. Had some really good topics and conversations. Rodney Terry and the Longhorns basketball team. The NBA last night. Anthony Davis. Keep an eye on that situation now. Probably uh, keep your ear to the rail on that. He'll be reevaluated today. If he's ruled out for game six, that series completely changes. Sure he does. He got whacked in the head last night with an elbow late and uh, had to leave the arena in a wheelchair. Uh, he's been the, the pivotal force for the Lakers to this point. One win away from the conference finals. Sensitivity training for Shaq and Barkley now? It is, I was just thinking, it is kind of funny. It's the visual of it. I didn't see it, but just thinking well, about look, it. Well, if you're on the national cable show carrying the network, you I don't think it's because the reason Bar- Shaq and Barkley couldn't stop laughing. One of those moments where you you can't talk anymore. You're laughing so hard because they were laughing at Anthony Davis having to leave the arena in a wheelchair. It's more about Anthony Davis than it is about the wheelchair. Sure, no, I understand oh, yeah, why they're laughing. Yeah, oh yeah, I understand why they're laughing, and he's got and everybody the soft else label, knows why. And Shaq, you know, and Charles played a much more physical era of basketball. Guys were tougher. We get it. They didn't go off in wheelchairs. It's like when we saw what was it, Roy Williams. Remember the Longhorn wide receiver? We went to the Holiday oh. Bowl in San Diego. Do we laugh? I laughed. I laughed. But I wasn't on national TV. <laughs> we went to the Oregon, the Oregon-Texas game. Oregon beat Texas. And, oh, my goodness. He was headed to the airport. And we were at the airport. Yes. And uh, Texas team was leaving, too. And Roy Williams was in a wheelchair uh, being put. As Cleve Bryant was pushing him. Because yep. he had uh, strained his calf in the game. Strained, strained his, calf. his calf. And the kids from Oregon were like. They were laughing at him. <laughs> Dude, that was awful. Well, if you remember that game, Texas receivers dropped a bunch of passes and just didn't seem locked in. Roy was one of those guys, and those little so, DBs from Oregon. Yeah, they were laughing at Roy. But you know, I, you know, if it's if it's the team saying, "Ad, get in the wheelchair. We're not. We don't want you walking out of here." Yeah. Um, you know, we need to evaluate. It's a long you. way for you to fall if you start to. <laughs> you can still say no. Like that. That's a terrible look. I'm not getting in this. I'm often injured. Like people. So I'm, the only excuse would be the Paul Pierce, I poop my pants excuse. Yeah. And we didn't find out. It's not like we immediately. <laughs> it took us a long time. Yeah. To we find did not. Out. We thought he came back from like a horrific injury. That, like it wasn't until years okay, later I, we realized I, he pooped his pants. You and I and Ty can sit here and laugh about this. But if you're on the show carrying the. the don't you have to show some, some kind of. What is Shaq Case and, and Chuck? I know, I know who they are. I get it all. Towards like anyone, you're, but you're essentially laughing at a player that's injured. Yeah, that's what it is. That's I, in poor taste. It's not like he blew out his knee or something, though. Like, it's his brain. He's okay. I just watched <laughs> the highlight. He got slapped in the head and acted like right. He, that's why he, they're laughing. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be fine. He, was he real dramatic about it? Oh, oh, yeah. No, he, he was. Yes, he went NBA. Was it like booster? soccer guy? Like actually, so he got it, shot. He's so soft. I'm sorry. He's so soft. He's played pretty good, though. He does. I mean, he's a great player when he plays. And he's, better not use that word concussion around the NBA or any other league, though. He better say, oh, I just got a slight. Unless it's the NHL. And it's just an upper body injury. We just go. Get back the next day. Yeah, we just go. Okay, I'm just going to – I'll play the devil's advocate in the box here. In the day and age of head injuries and head trauma yes, and concussions. Absolutely. Which we live in. 
it's it's probably not appropriate to be laughing that hysterically about a player taking a, a shot to the head. I'm just it's a basketball game. I this is not the NFL. I understand what you're saying, but you understand what I'm saying. Yes, for the but, appearances of TNT. Uh, I'm sure the Lakers aren't real thrilled with it, but at the same time, I think more people agree with Shaq oh, and for sure. But you know, okay, if if a okay. my dad costs a lot of money, I'll stick him in a wheelchair and roll him out of there before I have him fall down in the hallway. I mean, if he's got a concussion, what if he goes down? I mean, they want to make sure he didn't even fall down when the hit initially happened. Why the hell are they wheeling a wheelchair out there? I mean, what's the deal? Could he have walked back? Is that what you're saying, yes. Ty? Yes. Maybe he wasn't allowed to. Maybe the team said, no, no, get in the chair here, He's guys. a drama queen. Okay. Well. LeBron's been rubbing off on him a little too much. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. What's LeBron? LeBron likes a little drama. He's, LeBron's a queen. LeBron's a four-time champion. Yeah, he's good, too. He's <laughs> one of, barely the best player ever, but still, he's a, he's a drama queen. Okay. Uh, so there you go. That's the, the that, buck on. That will change the series, for sure. Here's what I'm saying on this. Remember when Jay Cutler got hurt in the playoff game for the Bears? And everybody was challenging how soft he was, that he didn't come back and play. The guys on the network television didn't come on and laugh about the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, like other CBS, players. Other, we, Former th- players. No, the commentators yeah. who were broadcasting the game weren't laughing hysterically about the man's injury. You can have a fair opinion, a fair debate about it. They weren't doing that. They were laughing. I have the not NFL s- is taken way more seriously, though, than the NBA. Like let's that that whole TNT halftime pregame postgame show is is an entertainment See, I didn't show. See, I it's can't, not I can't, I like, can't say I saw. It. I mean, I I can't say. So I've heard about it, but I have not seen the actual actual. I, I just watched it for the first time, and he just acts like he got slapped in the head. Well, I'm talking about Barkley and those guys. Oh no, I haven't seen that either. That's all I'm saying. I mean, the injury is the injury. He'll be evaluated today. I'm assuming he's going to play in Game Four. But as this texture says, a smash to the temple can cause the power in your legs. You lose the power of your legs. See, I don't know. I'm just saying I think la- laughing hysterically at it is in poor taste. But All right, if it's that bad, then he, then he better not play in the next game. See? That's what they're making sure of. Yeah, well, I don't expect him to play. Ty, stop saying what I'm not saying. I didn't say it's that bad. I said I it's know, in poor I'm not, taste. I'm not arguing with you. I said you. it's in poor taste. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just, trying to, get, I'm just trying to get my – I'm getting a little worked up over Anthony Davis. He gets me going. Sorry. Clearly. Well, if he comes back, they have a chance to win that series. Yeah, and, they do. Uh, he's been the catalyst to this point in my mind. But understand you don't like the player. I get it. I'm just saying it's in poor taste. Not the end of the world. Nothing should happen to them. I'm just saying it's not the best look for Barkley and they've said They've said and done much worse. Oh, I, well, <laughs> fat women in San Antonio, which, you know, <laughs> we love that debate. And I remember when Kobe was getting after Shaq for being lazy, too. Don't forget that. Let's not let Shaq... Uh, you know, skate off on that. How many championships in a row could the Lakers have won with Shaq and Kobe if, you know, he had a little bit more of the Mamba in him? Uh, but not to say Shaq wasn't a great player, but still, he was questioned for his toughness at times by one Kobe Bryant back in the day, or his commitment to the basketball game. For sure. Uh, so that's an old story, though. Buck-ons and buck-offs. We talked about the punter, Matt Areza. That's a, a controversial conversation. Also, the uh, NBA's playoffs been good this morning for sure. Uh, and by the way, we're talking about Chat GPT or GBT? GPT. GBT. GPT. PT. What is the P? What does that stand for? GPT. Do Gener- we know? Generated. Generated. Personal. Something. Yeah, I don't know. We were talking about this uh, this lady that created her own uh, AI girlfriend for people, and she's making a bunch of money already. Well, Chat GPT has now already kind of put out what the weirdest questions that people have been asking the new uh, application. How about this, Ty? Can you write me a love letter? Can you help me write a love letter to a tree? This is a question somebody asked, chat GPT. Can you help find me a unicorn? 
Is it possible for a to train a hamster to play the guitar? <laughs> That's good. Here's my favorite one. And this is one that we'll go to the break on and ponder during the break and come back. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Ooh. One horse-sized duck. Yeah, I think i go with that one, too. You only got to kill one. Do it again. Would yeah. you rather fight? These are strange questions asked to chat GPT. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one duck-sized, one horse-sized duck? Oh, little horses? Making my brain hurt. Little horses, all those little teeny? No, I'll fight the one. You get overrun. I know. We'll be back. Be any on the horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. You know, on the Blitz, we have Roberto Kraft calling the Blitz every once in a while or most days. Actually, the actual Robert Kraft made a big announcement this morning to New England Patriot fans. We'll let you hear that here coming up. Also, uh, this is a very great text talking about uh, the ducks thing, the GPT duck question. Mm -hmm. Who would you rather fight? This says, wrong, Ty. Imagine a duck with a 15-foot wingspan. Now imagine 100 small horses. You can quickly kick the ducks out of the way. But if you have a giant duck with a foot-long corkscrew, you know what, attacking you from the sky. See, that would, I mean, think about a monster, like a duck the size of a horse. How big would the, yeah, that'd oh. be a, come on, man. Uh, No, I'd still take the horse-sized duck. You want to fight a horse-sized duck more than? Do you have to, like, what is the the object of this? Do you have to kill all 100 of They the... have to die. I think you want to stay alive. Yes, you want to stay you're alive. alive. You're trying so to you're survive. just trying to escape. You're trying to survive, yeah. I thought it was a death match. Like well, I guess they, they didn't ask Chat GPT that question. Well, I'm sure Chat GPT needs to factor that into the equation because you only gotta you only gotta take down one beast. Well, you can do it, but I'm hundred... sure the, that duck neck it can't be that strong. Sound right? like me and the deer. Just oh. jump on that thing and go for a ride. Oh man, <laughs> it is also Nationally What You Want Day and National Twilight Zone Day, and we're trying to figure this out because Ty gave us his story. But Bo Jackson, the great Bo Jackson has been suffering from the hiccups for like 12 months, nine months, nine months. I mean, is this uh, this like an ongoing, like really day-to-day? I mean, when he's awake, he's going to, like every 30 seconds, it's going to happen to him? Yeah. I mean, we'll let let you hear from Bo Jackson in his own words. Yeah, me too. I mean, if you have hiccups for a few minutes, it starts to drive you crazy. Yes. And you try to... So let's hear Bo Jackson. He was on a show with our good friend, uh, you know, Greg McElroy, the former Alabama quarterback, does a radio show mm-hmm. with Cole, Cole Kubelik, who was a former offensive lineman. And one went to Alabama, one went to Auburn, one was a quarterback, one was a center. Pretty good radio show that they do there in the Deep South. And they had Bo Jackson on the show, and I think this is him talking about having the hiccups for that amount of time. I've had the hiccups since last July, and I'm getting the medical procedure done the end of this week to try to remedy it. But I'm busy at the hospital sitting up with doctors poking me and shining lights down my throat and probing me every way they can to find out why I got these hiccups. Have we figured it out? Hell no. I have done everything. Scare me, drink water upside down, smell the ass of a porcupine. (laughs) It doesn't work. Did he say smell the ass of a porcupine? Who said that to him? Oh, my goodness. Where do you think that one came from? One of his boys? Oh, Hey, Bo, here's how you get because everybody's got a— Probably a doctor in Tuscaloosa gave him that remedy. 
like I was taught by my grandfather, and I used to do it to my kids. Once you got to make them stand very still and think about anything else. So I would do this. You really aren't doing anything. You're just trying to. So I'd make them stand face against the wall, stare straight at it, and then I would like act like I was doing something around their back, and kind of like draw little deals, and then touch them every now and again, and they would stop thinking about the hiccup. And if you did it for about a minute, it would go away. And then, because it's really like a spasm, right, that's going on in your, uh, in, in that area. So you're trying to get them to calm it down. Because once you start thinking about it, start trying to stop it, it's just not going to go away. Um, but you got to, you got to calm down, kind of meditate a little bit, and that allows it. But Bo said, who do you think told him you need to smell the ass of a porcupine? <laughs> you don't try anything. Well, where do you get the porcupine first and <laughs> foremost? And how do you do that? Oh, my I'm sure God. there's a service out there. Sure. So confused. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's an OnlyFans account that can help you with that, Ty. By the way, somebody texted us after we talked about those OnlyFans accounts and you doing some, some buck, naked, garden. naked gardening. Well, would my wife be against that? I know my neighbors would not. Once she saw that first paycheck, she'd be okay with it. Hey, now. Really? My neighbors would not be for that, though, probably. Somebody said, hey, Bucky, a girlfriend of mine did naked gardening for OnlyFans. Best sugar mama ever. That's what I'm saying. If you have a girl and she'll do that. My girlfriend, she plays like Halo on Xbox. And I've been telling her, I was like, you just need to dress up as like a cosplay, one of these nerdy anime things and start gaming. We could we could be real. Both of us quit our jobs. Like school teacher with glasses and stuff? Yeah. And really? make, make like weird noise. Like, yeah. <laughs> make like weird Naughty noise. librarian. <laughs> Naughty librarian. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm telling you. I told you the lady with the feet and the cucumbers. I mean, these people are. People need their kicks, I guess, huh? Well, don't they, they don't, have, like, they right don't leave the house that. enough. They don't go out. They're scared of girls. Society is doomed at this point. Well, it's because, yeah, There's no doubt. I there's going to be more beta males than alpha males. I mean, we're creating that. You're right about that, Ty. Well, because, you know, if, if you look at the research of these dating apps, I mean, the, the but the other side of it is women, right? I'm going to get too far off on this, but women. No, let's get way off. Well, the women are looking for a male that is only maybe 2% of the population. Like he makes X amount of dollars, he's this tall, he's got this you know background. I mean, it, you start whittling down, and so you have all these women looking for this very small set, sect of the population uh, that are single and available, and then you have this huge group of men who, you know, the, the dating are just, the dating are like, they've got, all the women are going after a small group of guys, and, and all the guys are like left there to, you know, it works. It works for some of us. Look at women it with works. Well, you're an alpha, Ty. Of course, making sense. You're not afraid to go on dates and back in the day talk to women. Yeah, it's got to be funny. Some some young people these days just don't. They women just, do like guys with sense of humor. They just do. That's 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 so one of their say. top things. You don't think that's one of their top deals? I think it's I, down I, I the truly list. think I don't think it's down a list. I think women like men with sense of humor. I think that's one of the top things they like. They don't like a not funny guy. But I, and I, Are they like I, a funny broke dude? Well, if no, you're no. short, if you're short, you got to be funny. That's or thing. have money. Yes, I t- I take for granted being tall. So that money thing means a lot too. No, it's a provider thing. Yeah, that's it's true. A provider thing, and you want to be that way. Well, look, I mean, it goes back forever. That's not. This is not some show. The women who can take care of themselves now, right? Women are more and more able to. Like women outnumber men in colleges. It's getting really scary how many more women are Absolutely. graduating from college than our, our young men. Uh, that number is flipping big time, but it wasn't long that women really didn't go to college. And so they were looking for providers, right? And mm-hmm. um, people getting, but so yeah, the gender roles are flipping, but it's still based in 
You know, you want a, a person who can make you feel secure and provide, and which and that goes to money. I'm not saying it's all about cash, but it doesn't hurt. Never does, dude. If you get through those things, then, okay, got to have a connection, got to have some money in your pocket, got to have a good job. Because, again, I'm not faulting women for this. You want you don't want to be dating some broke loser, right? You want to be dating someone who goes to work every day and responsible. I wouldn't want to be dating some broke-ass girl either. Some, some girls like, like, you know, a guy that really has nothing going on and is kind of mean. What? Like, some girls feed off that. I, I, I knew a girl in college who was like, yeah, I only like the word F-boys. You know, she's like, that's my type. And I was like, what? So like, dr- like you just like druggy, like losers pretty much. And she's like, yeah. Okay. I'm Strange. Not, these are very I, generalized I did, conversations. I did, I did go to Catholic school, so. But but again, the the numbers these days would tell you that, because everything I'm saying comes from these dating sites, right? And that's that's what they find on the dating sites, that there's a small pool of men that are attracted to the, the women are going after this small group. So they can't have them all. I mean, they're, they're so, and then the men don't have theirs, and I don't know. But uh, same time, if you talk to, if you go, if you, well, there's different ways. Women are looking for for support to to be secure and and have someone who can support them, not just financially, but also just you don't want a deadbeat dude. Period. No, no you don't. I, I would you agree with that. Can't keep a job, and you you know you know you're just you want someone who's who's got their life in order. I guess would be in large numbers. Are these apps just taking over of everything? People just don't go out. You... Well, during COVID, I, I think COVID really shut it all down. It, it, it made a lot it made, of these it apps made it easy. It made people lazy. Yeah, and it, on it, how to date. And we're just now because, by the way, yesterday the president did declare that COVID is over. It's oh, true. Thank God, he did. It's over. Did you know that's true? Yeah. COVID's ain't around anymore. No. Took off. Yeah. President Biden officially ended COVID nineteen health emergency in the U.S. as of yesterday or today. Today's the day. We made it May 11th, but it made us. It made us. It made you. It, it oh. had to make dating lazy. Now I it mean, did. well, you couldn't go out. I mean, everybody. Well, I, I know in. that part, but now once you came back, now if and you, you can go out, well, again, these are really general conversations. These apps, not, yes. Well, for for mo- if you if you were in a happy relationship, it was probably all right. But if you were it also a re- ruined a lot of relationships. Right. If the divorce rate went through the roof because if yes. you were in a relationship that wasn't so good, and all of a sudden you're stuck together. It ain't getting better. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend, we, we were stuck in the same apartment for the entire time. And then as soon as we started being able to go out, she broke up with me like two weeks No. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's like, sorry. Much. That is too much. That's why they have H-E-B. That's why they have H-E-B. Pineapples. But, I mean, again, we, we will continue to learn about the fallout of what, what came from COVID for students and kids and technology. people. Technology. All the Absolutely. things that changed. Uh, over time, but yes, when COVID hit, dating certainly changed, and everybody ramped up onto these apps for sure. Well, it just made it so much easier. I mean, and it made it, it it made it very comfortable because once you start spending time with that phone, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying though. It made it easier for for girls for sure, but at the same time, they're going to run out of guys if they don't lower their demand and expectation at some level, could be. and it also diminishes the male side because they. They don't have to. I mean, now you have all these young people, twenty-five under, that don't know how to talk to women and date. That's what I mean. Interpersonal that, communication. That, so they that's that's got to be. Well, see, that's that's got to be the part you miss. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm an old dude, but that that had to be the fun of it is when you had to communicate with somebody, had to no. form relationships, had to go out. Different now. I will say that again, you, you and I grew up at a different time than Ty. Did. Sure, I mean, Ty can explain it better. But yes, guys, they know they they they, they don't they don't. I mean, I have a daughter. I have kids of this age, and they don't. 
a lot of them are just hooking up, right? They're not even dating. Yeah, but I I was going to say there are dudes that will bring, like, cardboard cutouts of, like, anime characters to restaurants to go on dates. <laughs> Shut up, so dude. What as is long, wrong with you? As long as I'm you're not, not doing that. I'm not buying that, really? Yes. That is. All right, real quick, since we teased it. Awesome. Robert Kraft had this to say this morning. Today is schedule release day in the NFL. The Patriots uh, will learn their schedule tonight. And here's what the owner of the New England Patriots announced to his fan base this morning. Today is schedule day. I'd like to make one little announcement um, that I think might, might have some news for real football fans, and it actually relates to our schedule. Um, And I know our opening day should be a very competitive team. They haven't shared with us who that is exactly. But I'd I'd like you to know that, um, and and it all relates to this blue square, because I've had great people like Bon Jovi and Meek Mill and uh, Mike Imperioli and um, somebody's calling us. Uh, a guy by the name of Tom Brady. I'll wear this and spread it. And I'm thinking that the NFL is over a century old, and 20% of those years of the NFL, the greatest player in the history of the game played right here in Foxborough. And I'm happy to tell you and your audience that I invited him back to come here and be with us at the opening game and let the fans in New England thank him for the great service he gave us for over 20 years. And it'll be the beginning right, of men. That is enough. I thought he was bringing him back to play. <sighs> come on now. <laughs> I know. Spit it, it out there, way. Robert. We had this tweet that said, that, you know, big announcement, Robert Kraft, and that took a long time to get to the fact that they're going to honor Tom Brady, bring him back to the Gillette Stadium, and probably retire his number. Put a uh, damn uni on that dude. At again. their first, well, you know, is Tom staying in shape? No. You think Tom's staying in good shape? And uh, cause Tell me Tom, Tom Brady couldn't walk in and take the 49ers to the Super Bowl this year. He could. With that team. No, he's still doing the, the yoga stuff. He's still staying in good shape. I still think he'll come back again. And what if what if Tua bangs his head? Wasn't he trying to get to Miami in the first place? What if Tua suffers a concussion so Shaq and Barkley can laugh at him? And, uh, <laughs> if he comes out of the locker room and the door hits him in the head, <laughs> right. he's out. And then, and then the Dolphins are like, oh, gosh, Tua's hurt. And he may have to retire. Let's call Tom. Could he, he, do come out of re- he would come out of retirement, yes. I think there would be a certain, certain teams that he would just do that. Just keep in mind, the Miami Dolphins lost their first-round draft pick this year, just two, a month ago, three weeks ago, because they were tampering trying to get Tom Brady to be part owner and come play for them. And as you always say to me, Buck, he's not going back to New England to live. It's too cold. He's not going back there, right? Which, is, which means he didn't want to be in Tampa last year when he was still playing there because he was trying to get to Miami. And now I believe his contract is up. He's retired. But what if Tua got hurt? And Miami called. I would say yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be an interesting storyline? Uh, but Robert Kraft, man, that was brutal. That was brutal, man. we got to go faster. Wow. A little more pace there, Bob. But Tom Brady will be honored at Foxborough, first home game. for the. We also know the first Monday Night Football game, Buck, is in that division. Buffalo Bills at New York Jets, MetLife Stadium. That's your first Monday nighter. The first game of the year is Kansas City hosting Detroit. 
and we'll get the full schedule tonight. We're coming back. Be any other horn. It's Bucky and Eric. And by the way, E. Hogan, buck on to we're back on the air. As a matter of fact, my wife reminded me that the other day when she was working at the mullet open. That's right. I had her working. She was on the front lines. She's there the whole day. Yeah. Well, no, no, she left that. She left afterwards in the morning. Oh. She got out of there. She, she didn't came say, back though, she right? Didn't, no, she didn't even say goodbye. She goes, "I gave you my, I gave you my couple hours." But there was a gentleman that uh, has been listening to us forever, who's uh, been working his sobriety, and made my wife cry. And his missing us for, I, and I just thought about Monday. How people had talked about they they missed us being on on Monday, and how we become a part of. You know, I I know sometimes it's over you know over talked about about how we were like family and stuff but it it just meant so much to this guy uh our, our talks i mean just what we do and how much fun that we have and stuff and it meant a lot to this guy and it meant a lot to my wife my wife says you don't understand sometimes about what you do and I, I always think about what do you mean it's just i'm just living life and she goes no you guys do some special things you guys have some special fun on this show in the mornings and it's bright and early you know what i mean people have had rough rough nights the day before they've had rough days and we come on and we do the best we can when we do the sports stuff. But when we do some of our other stuff, it's that's important to them too. And, and I'm sorry we missed you guys on, on Monday, but it's good to be back really is. And thank you. Yeah. Fortunately it was only one day and um, we were right back in, but yeah, it's uh, something we don't take for granted. I don't believe, I mean, it's uh, we'll take vacation days where the show still goes on. Like I'm here or you're here. Almost always, and then typically when we're off, it's when everybody else is off too, because it's yep. Memorial Day or it's a holiday nationally. We don't uh, we don't slow down for much, and we have it for a long time, and it is uh, not lost on us for sure. Because I mean, gosh, I know yours did. My phone blew up all day Monday, and where are you guys at? What are you doing? And when we were out at the UT Club, it was funny. Craig Castleberry, who was the big organizer of that Coaches versus Cancer event, he's a part of that Texas Cheaters group, by the way. Yeah, he was like, uh, "What do you guys mean? You guys were there. You guys stayed on through COVID." Remember, we did the show at Onion Creek for mm-hmm. three or four months out at the country club. Wow. It's because that's where we could do it. God, we were out there a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, that's we just stay on the air. And you say, well, and there were no sports to talk about, so we were just talking with people. That's and, true. And then, you know, when there are ice storms and things, we sleep up here or people sleep up here to make sure we can stay on the air. And Craig was like, man, you guys make through ice storms, COVID. But why aren't what, you were supposed to be out here today broadcasting live at our golf tournament? And I was like, Yeah, I know, man. This is this is outside so of Tremere our control. said he goes, Hey, he thought we were on. Yeah, the director out there, chief at UT Club. But yes, it was unfortunate, but it's been worked out, and uh, we're good to go. Hopefully for the long haul, and that's a good thing. But we do appreciate it, and uh, not lost on us that you're there every single morning. Absolutely, because you know how do you stay? Together as a radio show for 22, 23 years, it's you people. Absolutely, you people. And you people will be here tomorrow for your mama jokes. That is. And they stick with us even when we're talking about yo mama jokes. Oh, yeah, please. All in fun dating now. Dating apps. I texted my mom. She'll be ready. Will she? Uh, my mom will, too. She'll be a, oh, she'll, man. But she has to deliver a yo mama joke. I don't know if my mom will do that. All in good fun All until in tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's a pretty vicious day. Oh, it is pretty vicious. And it's all in honor of your mother. That's right. In honor. That's right. In honor of moms. Hey, Ty, good stuff today, Buck. Buck, you got any bets tonight, Ty? Philly, money line. Let's go. Close it out. Get it over. I agree with you there, Ty. That that, that Celtics team seems ripe for a beating. Ripe like for a new seem coach, like too. Yeah, they don't, I think they don't believe in their coach at this point. And 
We'll see. They were the heavy favorites going in, and now they're one loss away from being done. Buck, enjoy Twin Creeks. All right, yes, sir. You guys Tell be the safe, Texas man. Cheaters hello. If you missed any part of our show today, any of the conversations, all podcasts at hornfm.com. Craig Way coming up with Light the Tower. Jeff Howe out today and tomorrow. Got some great guests coming up, including Glenn Davis talking Austin FC and some soccer. Bruce Burke, the Texas tennis coach. And also check in with the uh, Texas softball play-by-play. Longhorn softball team beginning playing the Big 12 tournament this afternoon.